MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but they've just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2023. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or use the promo code Heidi to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Well, hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. You have found me at the Off the Bench podcast. We are really close now to the month of December and, of course, celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus, which I am really excited about. We've been talking about this for A couple of weeks now. Today, I'm going to tackle a question that comes in every single year about this time, and that is whether or not Christians should celebrate Christmas because it has roots in paganism. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. Well, I'm glad that you're here. You guys know that next Monday marks the very first Monday in December. That means that we are going to be uh, studying a brand new topic at MomStrong International. I've written a study called Peace Be Still. And the whole point of walking you guys through this is just to say we can be at peace as Christians. We're going to talk about what it means to have a soul. What does the Bible say about our soul and how it's different from our body? And how can we have peace no matter what happens around us, no matter what happens financially, what happens economically, what happens to us with our families, uh, whether it's illness uh, in good times and in uh, times of sorrow, the Bible says that we can be at peace. And so if you're struggling with peace or you struggle with anxiety, this is a great study for you. It's called Peace Be Still, and you can have access to that by going to momstronginternational.com. All right, this is the most wonderful time of the year. You guys know I love to hear from you, and we would love to start seeing your Christmas cards here on the walls at Firmly Planted Family. You can send those to us, Heidi St. John Care, Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We're starting to see those come in. We love it, and uh, we'll be putting them up all over the Resource Center, and uh, kids from all over the place are going to be able to see those pictures and cards and letters If you'd like to support the nonprofit ministry, which is Firmly Planted Family, we would welcome that as well. And you can make your checks out to Firmly Planted Family. Firmly Planted Family is a nonprofit organization that my husband and I founded many, many years ago. And uh, we're just thankful for your prayers and thankful for your support, especially this time of year. Well, every year uh, people write into me and they say something along the lines of, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas this year, or I had a friend who told me that I shouldn't celebrate Christmas this year because it has history or roots in paganism. Now, I talk about this every year from a kind of, you know, we take different angles every year, but I thought this year I'm going to go dive into a little bit more of the history. It's kind of a complicated topic, but the question becomes, you know, what should I do? You know, I shouldn't, you know, is my friend correct when she says I shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it began as a pagan holiday? So then you got to ask yourself the question, you know, was the event that we now call Christmas originally a pagan holiday? And in some ways, the answer is yes. So then the question becomes, well, does that mean that Christians should abandon it along with the lights, the tinsel, the ever-increasing commercialism? You guys know that drives me crazy, right? We started seeing decorations come out for Christmas in October around here. So they skip Thanksgiving altogether, which is my favorite holiday, and they go right into Christmas. So the commercialism is definitely an issue. But I think that it's worth celebrating. I say don't abandon Christmas unless 
you're prepared to abandon a whole bunch of other days that the early church co-opted for its purpose of glorifying Christ. So basically the early church fathers took what was a pagan holiday or a pagan day of celebration, and they turned it into an opportunity to glorify Christ, which I think, ooh, that's always a good idea. So the idea that Christmas is a pagan holiday really stems from the Roman practice of celebrating what we know as the winter solstice. So they call that the Feast of Saturnalia, and it was celebrated toward the end of our calendar year. So anywhere from, say, mid-December to, or mid-November through the end of December. And that's where that originally came from. On the Christian side of celebrating Christmas, what we see is that as early as around the 200s, the celebration of Christmas, which was starting on the Hebrew calendar, the the 14th of Nisan, which is the first month. So if you're going to start talking about the Hebrew calendar, the Jewish calendar, the first month of the Jewish calendar is Nisan. And the Hebrew calendar says Christmas is right around the 14th of Nisan. And this puts it right around for our calendar, March 25th. Now, Many historians say that Christmas has its origins in the 4th century, which would be three to 400 uh, BC. So December 25th, which is what Christians now celebrate as Jesus' birthday, was actually the date on which the Romans celebrated the birth of the sun god, Sol Invictus. When I was teaching my kids about him a long time ago, we called him Helios, right? This is the name that you hear in all the Disney movies. This is interesting, right? But there's a lot more evidence, and I think better ancient evidence to suggest that our date for Christmas is tied to Christ's death and conception rather than these pagan celebrations of Saturnalia or even Sol Invictus. So around the 200s AD, Christians started celebrating Christmas. This is when Tertullian of Carthage noted that Jesus died on the 14th day of Nisan. So now we're back to the Jewish calendar, the 14th day of the first month of the Jewish calendar which was equivalent to March 25th in the Roman calendar. So in both the East and the West, there have been some traditions that have developed that Jesus died on the same day that he was conceived. I'm going to say that again, because as I was reading about this, and I've read about it before, but I thought it's so interesting to see how our calendars work. So there are a lot of traditions that would hold to the fact that Jesus died on the same day that he was conceived. So an anonymous Christian treatise from the 4th century North Africa stated, this is crazy, you guys, that on March 25th, this was, quote, the day of the passion of the Lord and of his conception. So of his death and of his conception. For on that day he was conceived and on the same he suffered. Augustine also mentioned this same calculation. So from the date of Christ's death, to the same date of his conception, we can see where the date of Christmas could have come from. If Jesus was conceived on the 25th of March, then the best way to celebrate his birth would be nine months later, which would put it on December 25th, or if you're in the East, January 6th. And we can't know for certain that this is where December 25th comes from. And we certainly shouldn't be crazy dogmatic about it, certainly not crazy dogmatic about the history of it or the date of it. There is a lot of ancient evidence to suggest that this is probably right, that that the, that our date that we celebrate Christ's death is actually not tied so much to the pagan celebrations of Saturnalia and, uh, and Sol Evictus. So while we can't know for certain that this is where December 25th comes from, and we certainly shouldn't be dogmatic about it. I think there's a lot better evidence to suggest that our date for Christmas is tied 
to Christ's death and his conception rather than being tied to the pagan celebrations of Sol Invictus and Saturnalia. And it's really important because if you, as you study history, to read about the conversion of um, key people in history and a key moment for Christians and for Christmas was when the Roman Emperor Constantine came on the scene. Now he converted to Christianity in 312 and he has a dramatic conversion and afterwards he seeks to combine the worship of the sun god with the worship of Christ. So Constantine understands that he has an entirely pagan culture around him, right? The Greek culture, Greek mythology was huge and he instead of instead of going in and uh, being a totalitarian about it and wiping out all of their traditions, he says, hey, can we combine your traditions with the worship of Christ? Now, Christian leaders accepted his conversion as a positive thing, and he saw, they saw an opportunity to really bring Christmas, which is where you get Christmas, right? Christmas, to bring the celebration and have it become a vital part of the process of converting a pagan culture to Christianity. So this is really what's happening long before Constantine, right? Christians were finding ways to redeem local cultures and use rituals that would naturally point to Christ as a means to share the message of the gospel. Now, this is true whether it was Hebrew or Syrian or Greek or Roman. The early Christians denounced the inhumane practices that they were engaged in, and sometimes they took them over. And sometimes they took over even pagan temples and converted them to churches. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that's fine. If it has any roots in paganism, we don't want to have anything to do with it. And so then we get rid of or we whitewash Christmas and we say, well, we don't believe in December 25th. That's not really Christ's birthday. And you know what? You, you could be right. It's very likely not the birth of Christ. The point isn't, is it the birth of Christ? The point is that we have an opportunity here in Western culture and even around the world to celebrate the birth of Christ. And my question for everybody who writes me in every single year and says, I don't want to celebrate Christmas because it has some roots in in paganism. I'm always like, why wouldn't you celebrate the birth of Jesus? Why wouldn't we say that Christ has come? Why wouldn't we say that Jesus said, I'm the Prince of Peace, that we have forgiveness for our sin, that we have reason to hope? Christmas gives us an opportunity, whether it was uh, rooted in a pagan holiday or not, makes no difference to me because it gives me the opportunity to uh, shout from the rooftops that we have hope because of Jesus. So here these early church uh, leaders replaced the old gods of many of these pagan shrines in popular devotion with heroic martyrs of the persecutions. So they would take martyrdom and they would say, hey, how about instead of celebrating your pagan history, we start celebrating instead the martyrs or we start celebrating things that happen in church history. So they replaced the holy days of paganism with festivals of the Christian year. And so with Constantine and what many historians called the Christianizing of the Roman Empire, a number of the Roman feasts were given Christian meaning and given a Christian emphasis. So from the 330s on, the practice in the Roman Empire was not to celebrate the winter solstice or Saturnalia, but instead to celebrate the coming of Christ through his birth. Now, a lot of people are going to, you know, we like to argue about this, and I haven't heard of any church fathers from the early church that have made a reference to the connection between Saturnalia or Sol Invictus and the birth of Christ. And maybe that's why some Christians hear about the connection and they shun these days as having pagan roots. I just think we're missing the point on this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before I end talking about this topic today, I found a story of one of the early church fathers. And right around 400, he preached a sermon on the nativity. And this is what he said. I'm going to read it to you. It says, come, let us observe the feast. Truly wondrous is the whole chronicle of the nativity. For this day, the ancient slavery is ended. The devil is confounded. The demons take to flight. The power of death is broken. The curse is taken away. Paradise is unlocked. Sin is removed from us. Error is driven out and truth has been brought back. In Luke chapter 2, verse 14, we read, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And all I can say to that, you guys, is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are entering a time right now when the world is kind of tipped sideways on its axis, or at least more than than usual. And we're so divided, so polarized, polarized in the church, polarized politically. We've got all manner of wickedness coming at us through education systems. And we have an opportunity right now to bring Christ to the forefront. And I don't think that that means that we deny that there are pagan roots in the way that we celebrate uh, Christmas. I'm going to come back next week at some point, or maybe even this week. I'll see if one of my guests wants to take it up with me. But I'll come back and talk about the Christmas tree. That's another uh, big, you know, heavy topic that people like to throw at me every single Christmas. And again, I have a Christmas tree in my home. It brings so much joy into our home, uh, especially in the evenings when the the tree is lit up and the fires in the fireplace and Christmas music is playing. You guys, it brings joy. And I do not think that that dishonors the Lord. And so I'm going to come back and we'll talk about that. But all I can say is, you guys, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the season that only happens once a year. We have an opportunity to bring the message of Christ to the forefront of the culture and have it not be shunned because everyone is celebrating or most everyone is celebrating Christmas. So why we wouldn't do that is a mystery to me. It's beyond me. And I think it sort of misses the point. So as you guys are entering into this, I know a lot of you have already picked up your Christmas tree. Normally, we, our family, we've done for the last, at least the last several years, we've gone up to Mount Hood. We get a permit to cut our own trees. And I think we're going to do that again this year because our daughter, Sierra, and our brand new son-in-law, Jake, really want to go back up to the mountain But I've already put up, you know, I think I have three trees up. I don't know that I'm going to bring a fresh one home. Well, that's not not true. Sailor will probably talk me into it. But I hope you guys are enjoying this season with your family and really reflecting. I'm going to continue to say, because I feel like the Lord just put it really heavy on my heart. This should be a time for us to strengthen the ties that bind us, to lean into a season of relative quiet before we enter into a new year with all the things that it will bring and to really just rejoice in the fact that we have a savior. We have much to be thankful for. We have much to rejoice over. 
the Lord has come. And I think it's worth celebrating. I think it's worth uh, leaning into and to just drink up as much of the as much of the season as we possibly can. I'm going to continue talking about this because I think it's such a fascinating topic, particularly this time of year. But the very idea that we can, as a culture, stop, and there will be a lot of people who, you know, it's all about uh, Santa Claus, just like Easter is all about the Easter bunny. But as Christians, we can focus on the incredible gift that we have been given in Jesus Christ and teach our children to do the same. We have much to be thankful for. And so I hope you guys will join me and my family as we continue to just uh, move into this season with joy and anticipation. Part of the, the, I think the reason why we're seeing so much more conversation this year is because the last two and a half years have been so very difficult and I'm following the news. I haven't been talking about the news much here lately, but I hope you guys are following what's happening with the narratives around uh, Dr. Fauci. And we're seeing now openly people in Congress and people that worked with him say that he deliberately misled the American people, deliberately lied. We know now that the lockdowns didn't work. We know that masks aren't effective. We've seen an incredible rise of viruses, particularly in young children, because we've masked them now for two years and their immune systems are struggling to get back into some sort of an equilibrium because we live in a world, hey, hey, where the air is filled with viruses. So uh, it's a fan, it's a it's a fa- fascinating turn that the story of the Rona is taking right now. And I think a lot of us who people said, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I need new conspiracy theories because all the ones that I was peddling last year have appeared to come true. So we're going to be continuing to follow those stories, to follow uh, what's happening in the culture. It's good for us to have these conversations, but I want to encourage, and I'm going to have some um, really interesting and unique perspectives coming on the show starting next year, and we're going to be diving into maybe different perspectives. I think it's good for us to have opposing points of view and be, and listen to somebody else's story. I loved what Dr. Jeff said just a few days ago about the importance of listening, asking questions, and uh, finding out for yourself that the truth can stand up to scrutiny. We don't need to be afraid of having the conversations, and we certainly shouldn't be lobbing bombs at each other over the internet. So I'm going to encourage you, I'm going to link back to the book that I've been talking about for a couple of months here, 52 Shabbats. And the reason I like it is because it's full of recipes. And so you don't have to, obviously you don't have to to cook uh, Jewish food because we're not celebrating Shabbat because of the Jewish tradition. But the idea that we would get together and that we would break bread with one another and we would sit around the table and have conversations, I think is healing and hopeful. And it helps us to engage in a way that has been missing really for the last two and a half years. So that's my encouragement to you. I would love to hear from you. If you guys have questions or comments that you want to submit to me, go ahead and do that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. If you would like to join me as a, as a member at MomStrong International, remember those studies come out every single month on the first Monday of the month. This month's study releases next Monday and it is called Peace Be Still. It will be a wonderful study for you to do with your women's Bible study or sit down and do with your children. We've got a great lineup of studies coming for you in 2023. I can't wait to share those with you. And if you've got an event that you'd like me to speak at, please go to my website at HeidiStJohn.com. Click on the speaker tab 
and you can figure out how to invite me to your event there. I would love to be a part of what God is doing in your midst and bring a message of hope and healing. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.